Hello, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. And I'm Jim, and today we're talking about Lord of the Rings, the card game. All right, so I know we've brought up this topic. We've brought up this game up before. Yeah. Um, but we... You know, we always talk about card games. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, like, put people off by that either. You know, we, we Jim and I were just talking about yeah. how we are card gamers. We love card games. That's mm-hmm. just what we gravitate towards. Um, but we, we don't want that to be a turnoff for people, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, we are not opposed to any other board games or any other games in general. It's well, just... Some. What? Some Did, games I might really not like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different reason. Like <laughs> That's another episode. Yeah, that's a different reason. That's Current all, games I don't like or games I don't games like to you, play. That's yeah, that's actually a good episode topic. <laughs> games we don't like to play. Yeah. Specific yeah. and general. Yeah. Um but all that to say, we really do just we find ourselves gravitating all the time towards card games. Yeah. We just we really enjoy them. <laughs> See our last episode, <laughs> and we talked. We literally talked all about that, right? Yeah. So today we we wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings, the card game, yes. the living card game. Oh, man, um, so good. We we had a recent session, recent gaming session, where we played the first scenario mm-hmm. from the core set called Passage Through Mirkwood. Um, if you check out our YouTube channel, that episode will most likely go live uh, sometime next week. Um, so got to put some, uh, got to edit that so yeah. we can show that to you guys. I'm really excited, but we had a fun, fun time. Ooh, so, yeah. okay. So that was our <laughs> second time ever playing the game. Oh, like, I don't even want to give any spoilers. But no, yeah, no, we, no. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we're, <laughs> we're not going to, we are not going to talk specifics, yes, right? Yes. But what we are going to talk about is, um, just the general overview, um, of the game, kind of what mm-hmm. to expect, kind of what the game's about, mm-hmm. um, and then just give you our uh, um, kind of our ideas and what we thought and our feelings about the game in general. Yeah. So, um, so basically, what Lord of the Rings, the card game is, is it is a living card game from Fantasy Flight Games, um, and actually, they recently just had their ten year anniversary wow. for the game. It's yeah, been that long. it's really been that long. <laughs> But you know what, dude? Like, we just started playing this game, and it's yeah, been out yeah, that long. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. First, that, I mean, the first time we played it is the first time I really ever saw the game. Yeah. So, and I had a blast on stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. So, the way, so what the game is, is like we said, it's, it is a living card game from mm-hmm. Fantasy Flight Games. Now, living card game, as you know, we've mentioned before, is a trademark term. By Fantasy Flight. Essentially, what it means is it is an expandable card game by definition, which essentially what an expandable card game is, is if you buy the box, right, for Lord of the Rings, like if you buy the core set, you will have all of the cards in the core set, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not a TCG or a CCG where you have to go out and buy booster packs to get the... um, to get the card. So it's basically, it's a randomized set, right? Yeah. If you go buy booster yeah. packs, you know, yeah. if, if you, it's if, gambling. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, le- yeah. Be yeah, illegal gambling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why when I first found out about these kinds of games, mm-hmm. I was immediately put onto them and I'm like, okay, this, this as a concept 
is so much more appealing, mm-hmm. I feel like, to players in general, just because, you know, if you buy the box, you already have everything. You don't yep. need to go out and spend a bunch of money to hopefully you get the cards that you want from the set. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really just buy the set and you have all the cards, so you're good to go. You mm-hmm. don't need to spend a bunch of money. Someone we actually had on the podcast before was that was their preferred model for card games. Mm-hmm. So. There, yeah, and there's only one person we had on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and he, but you know what? Since, since I found out about mm-hmm. those kinds of games, I'm like, okay, like, why don't more people make more games like this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think from from a developer standpoint, like they're not as lucrative, mm-hmm. right? So normally, the people, I say normally, you know, with all the experience that we have, right? <laughs> yeah, but in a lot of designers that I've heard who have gone into this type of model, the reason they've done so is specifically because um, they want their players to have access to all the cards immediately. Yeah. The one person that I'm thinking of is Isaac Vega, who was the designer, the lead designer, I believe, for Ashes, Ashes Reborn. Okay. Right? So I, I listened to an interview that he did. can't remember with whom, but he was kind of talking about his upbringing and kind of how he got into tabletop. Mm-hmm. And then when he went to design the game, the, the biggest reason he went for designing it as an expandable card game was so the players of the game would immediately have access to all the cards. And they, don't, they didn't uh, need to worry about spending all this money to yeah. you know be competitive. <laughs> because that's another thing, too. Or like, need to worry about the overprice on yeah. the secondary market. Right, exactly. So if you really wanted specific yeah, cards out sure. there, you know, magic cards yeah. out there cost in the hundreds yes. easily. Same with Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, so... Listening to designers talk about that, um, I think Isaac Vega, like I just mentioned, but mm-hmm. then also Andrew Navarro with Earthborn Rangers, mm-hmm. another similar concept. I, when I hear them talk about it, it's just it's very appealing and intriguing to me because I'm like, look, these guys, these designers, they clearly have a vision for what they want their game to be, mm-hmm. and like I immediately respect them because they are seeking out their vision, yeah. right, and putting that vision into you know into the the core design of their game yeah and i think it's great and you know it's worked out it worked out for lord of the rings again all two times that we've played it (laughs) right and that's why i'm so excited for earthborn rangers Mm -hmm. but also ashes reborn you know there's so many games that we're just like we cannot (laughs) wait to really dive into i've played ashes a couple times Mm -hmm. normally with like four people and we're all really learning the game yeah but it tends to be every single person has enjoyed themselves yeah you know, yeah. and pretty much they're always magic players that I'm playing the game with. Right, right. But, you know, bringing them into a completely different thing, they're like, that was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. So, you know, we recently got off a session, another session of Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So if you're not familiar, so essentially what Lord of the Rings, is, the card game is, it's really, it brings the Lord of the Rings experience to the table. To mm-hmm. a card game. Oh, yeah. So essentially what you're doing is you have your groups of heroes. So it can be played one player. Um, it can be played one player up to, I think, like four players-ish around. Okay. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, normally um, yeah. Is, is, I think, what they try and say, say it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so each player, your deck essentially has uh, is led by three heroes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you take your three heroes... You pick the heroes that you want to lead your deck, and then you build your deck around them. 
Okay. So the times that we've played mm-hmm. uh, Lord of the Rings, we've just taken the the starter decks from the core set, the core box, and we've gone from there. Yep. Um, and those still provide really, really enjoyable experiences. Mm-hmm. All right. So one of the biggest, I guess this is very similar to all card games, is the spheres of influence. It's yes. essentially their colors. Mm-hmm. All right. So for Lord of the Rings, there's four different spheres of influence or four different colors. Okay. You have lore, which is green. Um, lore, you know what, you know what, I really wish I had, can you actually grab that? Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to pull out the rule book here and, and we're just going to actually go through what the, what the, um, learn to play says about the, uh, don't you love those sounds? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a video. Um, uh, if, if you didn't watch Jim, just put the, uh, the, the box back on. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you know, if you've ever taken a, a board game box off and put it back on, you know, it, you know, it, it toots. I was going to say, if you've ever taken a toot, you know, the noise, Yeah, you, you know, you know what we're talking about. So now I actually, I just, here we go. All right, here we go. Spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've got four different spheres of influence lore, which is green. The sphere of lore emphasizes the potential of a hero's mind, particularly that hero's wisdom, experience, and specialized knowledge. So lore is essentially the support color for the game. Yes. All right. Now you have leadership, which is purple. So leadership is more the Mm -hmm. all-around sphere of influence. So they say leadership. The sphere of leadership emphasizes a hero's charisma and influence, particularly a hero's potential to lead, inspire, and command both allies and other heroes. So if you're familiar with the Lord of the Rings, the the universe, then, um, yeah, that makes sense that Aragorn from the (laughs) base set is a leadership leadership character. (laughs) All right, so next we have spirit, which is blue. The sphere of spirit emphasizes the strength of a hero's will, particularly that hero's determination, resilience, courage, loyalty, and heart. So spirit is more about questing, right? So they're about uh, advancing the quest deck, okay? And we'll get into that here in a minute. Tactics is red. Tactics is Jim's favorite color, combina- the color combination <laughs> or the sphere of influence for yeah. Lord of the Rings. Uh, I, you can probably guess what tactics is all about. It's red. This exactly. <laughs> the sphere of tactics emphasizes a hero's martial prowess, yes. particularly that hero's combat effectiveness and tactical mastery. Yes. So they are all about the combat. combat. Yes. All about combat. Yes. And yes, they are very, very good at combat, <laughs> which we've learned. Woo! Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> it was really good. So the. Yeah, I'm not even. We're not even gonna get no spoilers, no spoilers. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, tactic is really good. All right, so so to start the game, you know, you've got your three heroes. Mm-hmm. You build your deck around your heroes, and your each hero is within a different sphere of influence. Um, one of the interesting things, actually, about this game is the way resources work. Mm-hmm. So the way resources work is um, through each turn. Each hero, which again, you have three heroes, they each have their own separate resource pool, okay? So now each hero has, is, is a certain color, okay? So if you have, if you've built your deck around two different colors, let's say two of your heroes are green and then you have one hero that's blue, let's say, okay? 
each card, and again, we're we're still very early getting mm-hmm. into this game. I'm I'm assuming there's multicolor cards. Maybe there is. Maybe there's not. I don't know. Okay, but each card has a specific color. Okay, or it's a neutral color. So if if a card is a specific color, so if you have a green card, okay, you can only pay for that card's costs with resources from a hero's pool who it who matches that color. Yep. Right. So if your hero is green, okay, their resources can go to pay towards green cards. Okay. It's not like, let's say you have a card that costs four and it's, it is four green. Okay. Let's say you have one hero that's green, but he only has three resources and you have a red hero yeah. that, that has two resources. You can't pay for that card because <laughs> all four resources have to come from a green hero yeah that's really the only downside that i've noticed about the game so far so far when you when you start getting into the more constructed list and you're not playing a single color you know you're like oh this is a really good card in blue but i only have one character that is a blue resource one thing one one thing that i'm i'm very interested as we go through our journey with all of these games Mm -hmm. with with all these games like lord of the rings okay is you know I want to be talking about them on the podcast. I want to be playing them on streams and videos. Mm-hmm. And then as we go through and we learn more and more and more, go back to these previous episodes, <laughs> and then be like, "Wow, were we wrong?" Or <laughs> see how right yeah. we were. Excuse yeah. me, sorry. True. True. <clears throat> so I'm I'm really interested to see how to see how well or badly these age. <laughs> so I'm gonna say most YouTubers or podcast people will be like. Oh yeah, I'm always embarrassed to go yeah, watch the yeah, starting right, things. It's like, right, what was I talking about, right, and right, where was my right. head? And, yeah. uh, I will be interested to see because again, like mm-hmm. it's 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 cool. I think watching the journey for yeah. people, like see how they go through um, these journeys, like especially with these games, I think it's really really neat and really really cool. So, yeah. and honestly, and I know I know I I feel like I bring up Earthborn Rangers now at least <laughs> every episode, and that's fine because I'm very excited for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, Team Covenant streamed streamed Earthborn Rangers again today. Ooh. Yeah, so um, those. I, I'm never able to watch the entirety of those streams, so I've I've got those bookmarked. <laughs> that yeah, those I'm, tend to be a few hours. That, yeah, yeah, but they're always good. They're yeah. they are always Zach and Steven do a fantastic job yeah, they do. with those streams. So I love those guys. Um, keep, keep guys if you're watching it, which you're probably not, keep it up. You guys are doing <laughs> awesome. Um, so I'm going to be watching those for sure. <clears throat> um, but anyway, but what I was saying was like that's one reason I'm really looking forward to Earth to Earthborn because again mm-hmm. I'm like there's another game that I know we're gonna be diving into yeah. like I want to be documenting documenting our journey through the game and and because I feel like documenting our journey through the game really plays well with Andrew Navarro's like vision for what he has for that game in particular mm-hmm. you know maybe I'm crazy but I just I think those match up kind of really 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 well <laughs> um, so anyway. Back to Lord of the Rings. Um, so yeah, the, the the research, excuse me, the resource costs um, for paying for cards is one interesting thing that we've kind of noticed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So as opposed to paying for cards, right? You've got this quest deck. Okay. So your goal. So Lord of the Rings, so far that we that we can tell, is a hundred percent cooperative. It's all about you're going through this journey. You're all going on this quest. So each 
each session, essentially, you have a quest deck. Yeah. Right? And so what you're trying to do is you go through the deck. So, it, again, it's very narrative-based. It's very narrative-driven. And, you know, I like I like taking these narrative experiences and really getting into them. I really love reading those <laughs> and just... The really flavor put, text is really and nice. really putting my mind just getting yeah. into the space, getting into that universe. For me, I love I love Tolkien and I love the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. Um, the Lord of the Rings are definitely my favorites. They're they're my favorite movie series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the Lord of the Rings. I love the Hobbit series as well. They're just fantastic movies, and I really just I love I love watching that on screen and just <laughs> the. Um, the beauty of that, I mean, some of it's fake, some of it's not. A lot of it's not, yeah. right? But I think it was just gorgeous. Yeah, depending on if you're watching Hobbit or yes, yeah. right, right. So I like getting into that mindset. So when we played this the other day, I'm like, I'm just totally getting into it in my <laughs> in my head, just really putting us there. Yeah. And then as I'm reading through the quest cards, I'm like, really getting into it, just <laughs> really enjoying. I'm enjoying that as we go yeah. through it. Because right. you also really think about it in terms of your characters mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. like, depending on if you're playing red or green or yeah. blue, and, you know, you have the different characters. You're, like, in the mindset yeah. of whoever it is. Yeah. Or you're pretending to be yes. that person yes. in your head and slaying yeah. random creatures yes. and whatnot. Okay, so one thing we will say, okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, mm. um, if you've ever seen, I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies, okay? <laughs> so, the the play between Gimli and Legolas mm. in the movie is just... <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. Um, Legolas for me is one of my favorite characters in all the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. series. So I love Legolas. Okay. But the play between Legolas and Gimli is they always have their, they always have a competition. <laughs> yeah. So who's going to slay the most enemies essentially yes. or orcs, right? Normally it's, it goes, it's, it's orcs, but uh, it, <laughs> they don't limit themselves to orcs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe this, this scene was in the two towers. Um, the, and I can't remember the name of the battle, um, or the location of the battle. Um, I, I, I have, I have it visualized in my head. I want to say like Helm's Deep, but I don't think it is. Is it Helm's Deep? Deep? Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. It is Battle of Helm's Deep. All right. So Legolas takes out, uh, uh, so the one, actually the 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 line that Gimli says is not from the Battle of Helm's Deep. Oh yeah, that, that was, was from uh, the third the one. The third one, yes, the Return yes. of the King. All right, so I was going to say Return of the so, Jedi. That's okay, a different thing. so the Battle of Helm's Deep from yes. the Two Towers is one of the one of the great battles yes. uh, battle sequences in cinema. I I think. Okay, <laughs> however, from Return of the King, um, and see now I can't even remember the name of that one. Um, it's not Rohan. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe so. I can't so. remember. But it's the it's the people with the elephants. Yes. I forget that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, See, yeah, I, I for being remember. Lord of the Rings fans, like, <laughs> we're really, really... It's been a while since I like really looked <laughs> yeah, into it. Yeah, oh. like, got into the lore. But anyway, so Legolas takes down a giant war elephant. Yeah, yeah. And so Gimli goes to him and is like, it only counts as one. <laughs> yeah, still only counts still as one. Still only counts as one. Except that elephant had a lot of people on it. That should <laughs> yes. cause way more than one. 
But he took out all the people yeah. before he took out the elephant. Yeah. True, yeah. True. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And he was counting. Yeah, he, he was, was like counting. 41, 42. One. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite mo- moments in like in, in all those movies. Yeah. yeah. The um, thing I was thinking about with Helm's Deep was when Gimli's talking to Aragorn. He's like, you're going to have to toss me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or when Legolas slides down oh, the, stairs the stairs on, on the, the shield. shield. Oh, man. That was so cool. Yeah. Like, Man. Lord of the Rings is like every fantasy uh, nerd's like kind of dream. Yeah. They just, they're just, it's just awesome. It's so next, cool. next time I play, I'm playing D&D as a ranger. I'm having a shield on yeah. me. I'm like, are there <laughs> stairs around? <laughs> if I'm in that session, I'm just going to say, it only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so anyway, in our session, um, Jim was was able to have Legolas and yes. Gimli in his party. Mm-hmm. So Legolas and Gimli were both heroes in, for yeah. his party, yeah. and so he did drop the. It only counts as it only counts as one towards the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on, on a on a on a on a decent sized monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that 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 was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it was a fun game. I can't wait for you guys to be able to see. Oh it. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I can't wait for everybody to see that. And then, honestly, really, I I can't wait for everybody to see that and then go on that journey through yeah. Lord of the Rings with yeah. us. Yeah, is it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome because that mm-hmm. game, man, it was so much fun. So this, and then I'm also thinking about uh, Arkham Horror as well. Mm-hmm. There's just there's so many play. great expandable card yes. games. Um, and then we you know we have Marvel Champions, but we're not talking about any of those. We're talking yeah. about Lord of the Rings right now. Yeah. Um, one, now one of the great things that we've noticed again, in only two play sessions is the cooperate, the cooperability, if that's mm-hmm. even a word, the cooperability, right? like what I've noticed is, th- is we work very well together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, that, that has multiple, <laughs> multiple, uh, definitions, I guess here. Um, but I, we found that the, the decks and again we were only just playing the starter decks mm-hmm. they really do work well they worked well together yeah, yeah. um it i did not feel as if i was on my own and mm-hmm. you were on your own and we were just <laughs> doing our own things but we yeah. still had the similar objective mm-hmm. i felt like we really were working together to accomplish a certain goal because you know in some cooperative games that's really how it, that's how it tends to feel sometimes is yeah. Okay, the game comes out and says, okay, here is your main objective, and this is an objective that everyone at the table has to overcome together. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, what it feels like is you have three different players, but each different player is going about the objective their own way, and Mm -hmm. they're not really working together. It's just they're each individually working toward a similar goal and objective. Mm -hmm. And so at the end, we're just totaling up our points, and maybe we got there. Yep. But this game really felt like we were a team and we mm-hmm. were working together to accomplish this goal. Yeah, because it has the different aspects in the game where some people are really good at questing, yeah. you know, and you have to get the quest to win the game. Yeah. But then you also need to be able to control the creatures that come out of the mm-hmm. encounter deck as yeah, well. Right. And whatever other tricks may come out as well. Yeah. So, so okay. So you actually brought up a, a good thing that I haven't even talked about yet mm-hmm. is the... 
the encounter deck. Mm -hmm. Okay. So essentially, you know, we talk about working together to complete the quest, right? So you've got the quest deck, which is normally a couple of cards, you Mm -hmm. know, um, in the first scenario, it's like three cards. That's actually four, Uh, four, four total cards. But when you go into your, the third objective, the second one says you pick a random third card. Yeah. And then you get rid of the other one. Right. And then you get rid of the other one. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, you have your encounter deck, which the encounter deck, normally it says, okay, for this, for these objectives, you have to look, grab these sets of cards, Mm -hmm. put them together, and they form the encounter deck for this scenario. So for the first scenario, you had to choose, I believe it's like three different sets, shuffle them together, and they form the encounter deck. So within the encounter deck, you have different cards. You have locations. Mm -hmm. You have creatures. You have treacheries. And then you have like conditional attachments, essentially. Yes. And yes. all of these are negative effects, mm-hmm. mostly, yeah. um, that are trying to hinder you from completing your objective. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the way the locations work, actually the way everything works, is you've got different zones, okay, within within the game, right? So you have your quest deck, which you put you set aside, then your treachery deck. And then when you have when you draw cards from the encounter deck, uh, it's called I believe it's the staging. I'm actually going to turn this over and look um, during the mm. quest phase. Yeah. Yes, there. So the round I'm going to I'm actually going to go through the round overview here real quick. So each round, okay, it takes this setup. There's about seven different steps. Okay, you have your resource phase. During your resource phase. You gain your resources, and then you draw your card. So gaining mm-hmm. resources, you put one resource token on each hero. All right? So you draw your card. Then you move on to your planning phase. Planning phase is essentially when you're when each player plays their cards. You're planning for the upcoming quest that you're going to go on. Okay, mm-hmm. You're trying to see what's in your hand, and then you're kind of planning your objective, your strategy of how you're going to go about. We have this task, this quest that is in front of us. How are we as a group, as a team, going to go about um, handling that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So once that's complete, then you move on to the quest phase. Now, within the questing phase, there's three different steps within the questing phase. You have your commit characters. So you choose which characters are going to essentially go on a quest. I think of the meme, <laughs> we're going on an adventure from The Hobbit, yes. right? From from The Hobbit movie. Yeah. Right. So that's really what you're doing here is you're deciding who's going to go on the adventure right you know, now. You know what I was just thinking about yeah. as well? So yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it in terms of D&D a little bit as yeah. well. Okay. So like... When when we're doing the questing phase, we're like, sending this is like people. like D&D, the card game. Yeah, so like we're <laughs> sending people, or like we're turning them sideways to commit yeah. them to the quest. Yep. It's and then from there, you're revealing cards off the top. Maybe it's a creature, maybe it's a location. Right. It's it's also like you're sending these people scouting ahead yeah. to where you know, which then later comes the battle phase, and yeah. it's like, well, now we have our other troops in the back line getting ready for those new creatures that come out or whatever they come back with and be like, oh, yeah, the creature's over there. If Do you want to yeah. go fight it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that's, that. that. That's I never thought about it yeah, like that. Yeah, I just a, thought about that's, this. That's actually a good, uh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So the questing phase, right? So we, Jim perfect analogy for committing characters okay so then when he talked about you revealing cards from the top of the encounter deck that's the state that's staging okay Mm -hmm. so once you decide you commit your characters okay they they're going they're going about they're they're doing recon Mm -hmm. they're checking to see what's ahead we're scouting ahead we're scouting ahead 
and what you essentially what you're actually doing is you have a certain value okay that you're trying to overcome and that value is looking at a certain number of I think it's it's a threat number that's with all within yes. cards that are all in the staging area. Mm-hmm. So you have to commit a, a certain number of cards whose threat value is equal to or greater than that value. And with your characters, it's it's their willpower is what they're looking at. Yeah. So you look at your character's willpower and you want your characters that you're committing to the quest, their willpower to be greater than or equal to. Well, actually greater than because if it's le- if it's equal to, yeah. you don't advance anything. Yeah. But if it's greater than, then you advance a number of quest counters that are equal to that difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what you're looking when you're deciding who you want to commit onto the quest, that's the value you're looking at. Okay. And so you make that determination before you reveal cards from the encounter deck to add to the staging area. So the cards that you add to the staging area, those, the, their value, their threat level value Mm -hmm. is added to that number. So you always Mm -hmm. have to keep that in the back of your mind when you're deciding which characters you essentially want to send on recon. Mm All right, so that's staging. Once you add their cards, those cards to the staging area, and that's one per player uh, during that phase, is that's when you resolve the quest. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say we had a total of eight. All right, well, once the quest is resolved, we find out that the number, the amount in the staging area, is equal to six. Mm-hmm. So now we we have successfully quested by two. So we have two quest encounters mm-hmm. that tokens essentially that we can put on the quest deck so we have successfully quested by two points essentially Mm -hmm. and each quest has a certain number on it that you need to get in order to advance to the next card of Mm -hmm. the quest deck okay now if there's a location in play okay that that location will also have a quest number that you have to take care of first before successfully exploring the location Okay, which we'll get into next. So next after questing phase is travel phase. So you can decide as a group, okay, your 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 creatures or your 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 allies and your heroes from your party have successfully quested. They've (laughs) reconned and they've noticed there's some locations that we need to discover before we can successfully um partake in this quest so yeah. if there's locations oh, we you, just found the secret hideout right, here or something right a secret cave because some locations yeah. will have positive effects that mm-hmm. if you successfully explore a location mm-hmm. you get a positive effect yep. some are a negative effect they're a hindrance okay mm-hmm. but now these locations cards they also have a threat level that is <laughs> impeding your ability to successfully quest so what you have to do as a group you have to determine okay this location card right now, it's in the staging area. So since it's in the staging area, it is negatively impacting our ability to successfully quest. So it's adding that value. Like let's say it's three. It's adding three every turn that we have yeah. to that we have to overcome with the willpower <laughs> of of the of the heroes or allies in our mm-hmm. party. So what you can do is you can decide to travel to that location. So if you travel to it, you take that location card from your staging area, mm-hmm. and then you make that the active location. Mm-hmm. If it's the active location, once it's the active location, when you're doing your questing, okay, if you're successful in questing, you can put those location tokens on the location. And then once the location is successfully explored, then you can discard that location. Yep. Okay. So that's travel. And then next is the encounter phase. 
So did, I, did we also say that it takes away the the threat level of when we are doing the quest as well? I just didn't. I just the didn't active remember. location. Yeah. I don't think I pointed that out. Okay. So that is one benefit. That's mm-hmm. why you'd want to remove the location from the staging area. Yeah. If, if your active location does not add its threat level to that threat when you are questing. Yeah. So that's why you'd want to. That's the that's the positive effect yeah. of traveling to a location. Yeah. Even if it's hindering you in some way, it's yeah. still probably better to get yes. rid of it. Right. So. Right. Right. So after the travel phase, you have encounters. So mm-hmm. that's when you are dealing with your creature engagements. Okay. Yes. So if you have creatures or enemies, right, that are in the staging area, okay, your your heroes, some of them have recon, and they've noticed that. There's some spiders or some orcs or some wolves that uh, that are waiting for you. That mm-hmm. you know they're gonna ambush you. They want to take you out. So during the encounter phase is when you can decide. All right, we see them. Are we going to engage with them mm-hmm. now? Again, enemies have a threat level. Okay. Now, one of the things that is interesting is essentially it's another resource that needs to be managed is an individual player's threat. All right. So each player has a threat tracker, Mm -hmm. which if it gets to 50, you lose. Yeah. And so your starting threat is is basically um, it's monitored by your heroes. Mm -hmm. Your heroes have a starting threat level. Excuse me. All of your characters have a point value on them between like eight and 12, I think heroes. Oh yeah. yeah, My heroes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So your heroes have between eight and 12, I think it is. And you add up those numbers for Mm -hmm. all three of them. And that's what your starting threat level is. And so each turn, each round that threat goes up by one. Every round that goes up. So during your encounter phase, um, when you're doing your engagement checks, First becomes optional engagements. So you can decide if there's uh, enemies in the staging area Mm -hmm. that may not necessarily engage you because their threat level is higher than what your threat is. So if an enemy's threat level is higher than yours, that enemy will not not actively engage with you. Mm -hmm. The only way for you to engage with that enemy is for you to optionally choose to engage the enemy. Mm -hmm. So the optional engagements come before the engagement checks. So if you decide to not engage an enemy, then comes... Then comes the point to where the game will check to see if that enemy engages with you anyway. Yeah. yeah. So again, you're making the choice. Do we want to remove these enemies from the staging area so we can successfully quest? Yeah. And again, it's going to be situational depending on what the quest is. Do you Mm -hmm. have to get through the quest? Or or maybe you're on the last quest and your whole goal now is to destroy a certain enemy. It's all dependent upon what the quest says. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's very narrative-driven. It's very narrative-based, which, again, I really enjoy that type of that type of game mechanic. Oh, yeah. All right. So once you've encountered your enemies, okay, so your heroes, they have reconned. They've successfully reconned, and they found some enemies, okay? And so you've decided, all right, so we've got, we've got a couple of enemies here. We've got – I see two orcs, and we also see this – this wolf rider over here. Okay. All right. So, all right. So we've got Gimli. All right. Gimli and Legolas. Okay. They can take out those orcs, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So now I don't know if they're going to mandatorily, I don't know if they're really going to engage with us. So I think we kind of have notice the upper us? hand here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Did they notice, Did they notice us? us? That's it. <laughs> 
That's it. So that's what we're going to say. So for the, for the engagement checks are going to mm-hmm. be, did they notice us? Mm-hmm. So if do we have the upper hand? I think at this stage of the game, we've got the upper hand. All right. So we've got the upper hand. All right. So we've got Gimli and Legolas over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got a character. Now, is he ready to engage? I think he's actually ready to engage because... He just participated in some some quest. He got some information yeah. Yeah. for the quest. Okay, but now since he's got that information, he is now prepped and ready to go immediately into battle. Okay, mm-hmm. because he's got some crazy ability that lets him do that. Okay, you know maybe that's awesome. Okay, <laughs> so your characters they're all ready to go. Well, mine, all my heroes, they're kind of they've they've reconned, they've mm-hmm. scouted ahead, and they've actually already provided your heroes with some added buff or benefit. Mm-hmm. So they are not prepared at this point to go into combat. Mm-hmm. So that means if you don't engage with these enemies, I think this one noticed us. So if you don't choose to engage him. He's going to come and attack us. Yeah. So we need to make a choice. Can you actively engage with all them and actually defeat them all? And you know what? I think you can. Yeah. So I think what we do is just ambush all three of them, and then you choose to engage with each enemy. Right? I got it. And that's that, That's essentially <laughs> what you're doing in the encounter phase, is you're determining yeah. who are we going to – who are we going to – take out of the staging area and then engage with them yep right yep. again it's vi- all this like can go on in your head because it's it's so it's so cool and that's again it's tabletop man and this like, is the second time we've played it seriously <laughs> <laughs> like this is honestly though you know i i really think like this is tabletop yeah like this is one of the amazing things yeah. about tabletop and i think of my kids who are very imaginative yeah. You know, this is a per- this is an awesome hobby for kids to get into that just let your imagination run wild. Yeah. It's really it's so cool. So I I'm, I'm very I love it. Like it's so it's awesome. <laughs> it's playing pretend with numbers. Yeah. Or 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 yeah, or cards or nothing. Or cards or, or nothing. whatever it is. Yeah, or whatever or it is. Or just playing yeah. pretend. <laughs> All right. So after the encounter phase, you have combat. So you're essentially you're resolving your 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 encounter. Yeah. So you choose to engage. Okay. So we have we've ambushed these three enemies. Okay. Now they're going since we've we've ambushed them, we've we've engaged with them. They are now going to come at and attack us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our, our shields are up. Are we going to let them attack us unimpeded, mm-hmm. or are we going to try and set up some defenses? Well. You know, I've I've got a big I have a tree of a character here who's just gonna eat up a ton of damage. <laughs> we got a big old tank. We got a big tank who's just gonna yeah. take all this damage, right? So we're we're gonna choose to let these two uh, these two attacks become um, undefended. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now one thing you remember is for enemies when they are attacking, they are dealt what's called a shadow card. So each card uh, not technically not each card. Some cards from the encounter deck have what's called a shadow effect yes. on them. So each enemy, when they are attacking, gets dealt a shadow card, period. They will get that a shadow card. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they attack, they draw that card, and then when their attack resolves, determine is it is it defended or is it not defended? Okay. Mm-hmm. Once you determine if you're defending it or not, you reveal that card that was drawn from the encounter deck. All you say is, does it have a shadow effect? If it has no shadow effect, the card gets discarded. If it does have a shadow effect, you resolve the shadow effect. Yeah, sometimes they're pretty crazy. Sometimes they are. You know, the <laughs> the effect could be, you know, it 
the effect will say does it checks if the attack is defended or not if it is defended then you the defending player discards a card if it's not yeah. defended maybe it's you exhaust maybe a character or yeah. two There's, or it'll be plus 1 damage yes, to the creature yeah, plus, or if it's not defended plus 3 plus or 3 yeah, instead yeah, yeah. which is pretty again we've only played this twice and we've only seen a couple <laughs> yeah. of shadow effects yeah. so and there's so many expansions oh for there's this a game. ton dude there's a ton it's ridiculous all right so so once the enemies have attacked now mm-hmm. it's the player's turn to attack yes and if they are not turned sideways if they're not exhausted <laughs> they get to attack mhm and uh yeah we 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 tell Gimli tells Legolas that's only one, only counts as one. It only counts it as only one. counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> so after combat, you go to the refresh phase. So after combat, um, every card that's been exhausted essentially stands up straight and gets mm-hmm. ready for the next round. And then you each player increases their threat, and then you pass the first player token, and mm-hmm. then you start the round all over again. Mm-hmm. You all retreat right. back to camp, yep, or the town, wherever it is. Yep. Rest up, rest and get up, ready. and get ready for the for the next for the next one. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's essentially how the rounds work. Um, it's very different. The first time that I played it, I was not used. I was not used to something like this. Oh I mean, yeah, this this type this round over you essentially. Yeah, I'm very. I was very used to like <laughs> magic where it's okay. Go. Okay, you did your thing. Move your yeah. Step one. Step okay. Next. Yeah, it's yeah. very main phase one. <laughs> combat main phase two okay i'm done yeah i mean it's kind of the same thing yeah it's similar right 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 but i'm i'm and again there's no main phase two yeah but again being very strategic minded and strategic oriented having something like this is very easy Mm because i like what i've been doing is um i literally i had this out in front of me I would just go step by step. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's one. <laughs> here's the resource phase. And I'm very like, I'm very particular mm-hmm. and I try and be very intentional. And I was literally, okay, step, here's resource phase. Mm-hmm. Okay, we gain resources. Now we draw a card, planning phase. Mm-hmm. Because that, this is a very basic. I mean, this is like it says, this is just an overview. Yeah. We had a lot of questions about timing. <laughs> Are there timing restrictions? Wording on cards Wording. as well. When can we activate these cards? Because yeah, yeah. I remember when I was going through Arkham Horror, the card game, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Again, same thing. I had the overview in front of me. Mm-hmm. I was going through it, going through it, going through it, and then having questions. Okay, when can I play these cards? Mm-hmm. I have cards that can be activated. When can I activate yeah. them? And then, go, again, going through the more advanced rules of, okay, here's actually the, the windows where each player has an opportunity to essentially respond. Yeah. Right? Cause again, I think magic has helped me very much in this to where, you know, <laughs> I'm playing an instant speed card, the stack visualizing the stack has helped me, um, just again, visualize, not only visualize, um, the rules being played out, but just made more sense. It's made, it's made, it's helped everything make more sense mm-hmm. from magic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, arena has helped very well. And sometimes it's uh it's a little bit of a hindrance as well because yeah. there's sometimes we're playing these games and we're like, oh uh well like is there instant speed yeah. in this game? And when I saw Dan play one, I was like, Oh, I guess these are instant speed. Let's play it. You yeah, know? Yeah. Or um, like there there was a time to where <laughs> there, there was a time to where it's just action 
well, when can I take an action? Yeah. I think I can take it now. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and do it. And I yeah. even said, I'm yeah. like, we're going to do it like this now because mm-hmm. we think this makes sense. Yeah. But we're going to make sure we go through these mm-hmm. advanced rules and find out when are these player windows yeah. that we're able to actually activate. Because yeah. there was, so spoiler alert, I'm not even going to give anything out. But there was a time to where, since I, I was playing kind of more support role, mm-hmm. and I was mostly focused. I think we can say what colors we were yeah. playing. Yeah, so I was playing green. I was playing red. red which, again, <laughs> if you know, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's interesting, though, in Lord of the Rings, green is very different from green oh, yeah. magic. Yeah. So I, I love green in this game. Yes. yes like, I love green based. in this game. All support <laughs> And, it, and it, it was really cool. Yeah. I've never, yeah. Play, I've never played this kind of... Um, role, I mm-hmm. guess, like in, in a game before. And it was really cool. <laughs> Dan, that's all I do in MMOs. I'm just support all yeah. day. That's partially what yeah. I was like. When Dan's like, oh yeah, I'm going to yeah. play green. I'm like, <laughs> no come on no 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 you you wanted to play red come on well i mean so when i first learned about what green was when it was support role yeah. i'm like yeah. i want to play a support <laughs> role uh, but yeah it's the red was a red was a blast yeah yeah so okay so i was there was a card a hero who's essentially mm-hmm. the ability was you can pay a resource mm-hmm. from their resource pool to hero to heal one point of damage from another character mm-hmm. and it was limit once per round. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there was interaction to where we were having to make a choice. We we're like, okay, we're in the, I think it's the encounter. We are in combat, right? Yes. We're in yes. combat and we're like, okay, is this other oh, it character? Was the quest. It was the quest time. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. that's when it was. We're like, okay, this character has a good amount of damage on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if we want to risk going into uh, going into questing mm-hmm. because there was a card that was doing some damage and we we're like, we don't yeah. know if we want to risk doing yeah. that damage now, you know, do, I don't know if I want to commit this character to mm. this quest because they might, they might die. Yeah. Right. So then I'm like, all right, well, since I don't think we can actually do this at instant speed. And so when we say instant speed, normally like with magic is if there's an effect that's going off mm. It goes on the stack, and then you can then respond to it. I don't think it works that way in in this game. So I was like, all right, well, since we since we're wondering about that and we're concerned about it, let me actually activate that effect now beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> that way, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I was gonna say, or Yu Gi Oh, quick play and you know counter traps, you know. For, for Yu-Gi-Oh players. Yeah, yeah, I'm Because hot. we're saying stuff for magic. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, uh, I, I know nothing. Spell speeds two or three. All right, that's that's what we're, yeah. that's what we're okay. going on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, that, that, was, that was what we did because I'm like, I doubt there's like instant speed mm-hmm. removal or, you, or effects, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that was, and that was when I even said, I'm like, what we need to do is yeah. I need to go and see where the actual player windows yeah. actually are of when you can actually activate, uh, these cards. So it also makes sense because I actually had a card in my hand that stated, uh, the, the character gets plus one strength and plus one toughness until the end of the phase. Okay. So it makes, and this was an event card as well. Now, so some of the event cards mm-hmm. um, actually are more specific, and they say when the card can be oh, played. Okay. So there was a card. There's actually a card that I played that it was an event, but on the card it said quest event. 
Oh. I, it was either quest event or quest action. It said quest action, I believe. Okay. okay. So the card, the card type was event. Mm-hmm. Okay? So with on the card text, right? You know, there was bold when it has the actions. Yes. So it says like when you can essentially activate the card or play <laughs> the card, and it said quest action in bold. Mm-hmm. So meaning you can play this only during the quest phase. And so now my thinking, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm assuming there's probably like a chart, right? Which, which says during the, during the rounds, during these different phases, mm-hmm. here are the actions or the time, the timings when you can play actions during these phases. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I'm thinking quest action. Okay. There's probably somewhere that says here during the quest phase, this is when you can take a quest action. Mm. It's my guess. So, and again, we, once we get into this more and really learn this more, we're probably going to come to find out. Yeah. So exactly when we can trigger everything. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Cause for <clears throat> me, I'm coming more from magic where I know the templating and I, I know yeah. all the wording there. It's, trying to translate all of that over into a new game for yeah. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And then when we do something else, it's learning all of that. <laughs> and so like, for me, it's like part of the joy is learning. Yeah. I like learning in general. And so that's why for me, I'm like, I, I, I enjoy learning new things mm-hmm. and then learning a, a system for me is very cool. Yeah. Because in between, like all of these games, there's things that are common comparisons between both of or yeah. all of the different games, like these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. But then there's the intricacies, like we found out with restricted cards. Yeah, you were saying. In, yeah. in, what was it? Marvel. Marvel Champions? Champions. So Marvel Champion, you're a- only able to have one restricted card on your character. Yeah, because restricted is like is normally a keyword, mm-hmm. and they they put restricted because the card is really good. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> normally it's a really good like attachment. Yeah. Right. And so they'll have restricted on it. And my understanding was with Marvel Champions, you could only have one restricted card attached to characters at a time. Mm-hmm. Only and that makes one. sense. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but so if you if you know, let me know. But I'm pretty sure it was just one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's where I was like, okay. It, Marvel Champions, it was one. There's no way it's more than one here. Mm-hmm. It's got to be just one. And you then could, we looked into it. Yeah. So we looked and it was two. Yeah, so we looked into it and it was able to have two. Yeah. I could also see it being as this card is restricted specifically for that card. So you can't have two of these one axes on your character. Yeah, like like legendary or unique. Yeah, exactly. Unique, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. But they already have a Which that's a different thing. That's a different thing. And it's the and well that's the way it works is essentially the same thing. If it has say, if it has that symbol on it, yeah. that unique symbol, yeah. there can only be one of those in play, period. Yeah. Not so that's where I was saying it would be different because, yeah. you know, with restricted, say you had the sword on Gimli, but you could also have the exact same sword that is restricted on Legolos. Right. Or Legolas. Right. Right. Um, so, but if it was unique, yes, then that's there could be only different. be one of those in play. Yes. Yeah. At a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are, again, it's the in. It's those intricacies that yeah. you're learning as you go. And I like yeah. and I like learning as you go. And mm-hmm. honestly, like from a recording standpoint, <laughs> like recording the journey, I like doing that and yeah. keeping those things in because it's like yeah. look at us when we were playing this even just <laughs> a month ago or two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 
It's cool. I, I was actually watching a Gary V. This is totally off topic, but it's kind of very similar. <laughs> I was watching a Gary V. video the other day. I posted it to my Facebook, my personal Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Gary Vaynerchuk um, interacting with a fan of his. And basically, he was like, this guy gets it. And basically, what he was saying was, he's like, dude, I love your content. You know, I've been I've been listening to you for a long time now. But what I think I've realized is in putting out all this content, this is my legacy for my kids. You know, mm-hmm. f- years down the line, when I'm gone, yes, I'll be gone and I'll have the <laughs> memories with my family. But if I have all this content, you know. People, my kids are gonna be able to watch this stuff that yeah. I put out there, and yeah. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, you know, we're just, <laughs> we're doing ta- we're doing game, we're playing games. Yeah. But you know, like maybe years down the line, if my kids start watching this, they're like, they can still see me, watch me play, just play <laughs> games. You know, there's they're still seeing you know me doing something. Yeah. And you know, it is it is still your legacy. You know, yeah. so it's it that's a challenge for me because it's like. This is being recorded, and you know, I, if if I know my kids or anybody's watching this, you know what? This is my legacy. You know, they're going to be seeing in me. Yeah. You know, as as like me laid bare, me as a human, right? I I want to make sure that you know this is I am I am essentially being on my best behavior, essentially, <laughs> but also being true to myself, right? Yeah. And being me, and it's it that's a challenge. Like for me, that's a challenge. Um. I don't know why I just thought of that, but I, I've been wanting um, to share. I've been wanting to share that for yeah, a while, to be, on, think to be honest that. with you. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you don't follow Gary V, you you really need to. He's he's Yeah, great. maybe he's watching this. He, he, <laughs> he's great. He's he's really great. Um, seriously, how did that come up? Uh I don't know. I don't know, but it was awesome. I love <laughs> we'll Gary V. We'll find it out in post. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I did really want to share that. So anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it it was I know it was just about going th- these journeys and that we're just recording all this yeah. and it's I think it's really cool. I've been think I've been thinking about that a lot recently, mm-hmm. um, and even <laughs> we don't even have that much content you know yeah. out on YouTube. But yeah. even what we do is just I enjoy doing it. I re- I I hope I hope that everyone watching this really sees how much fun we're having because yeah. Jim, I'm having a ton of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, uh, I mean, obviously some days are better than others, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Um, sure. especially certain Disney games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, of, <laughs> am I going to win a game? <laughs> Damn, spoilers, man. The other one's coming out Monday. <laughs> well, I did win one. <laughs> The the second one. Oh yeah, you won you won the the important one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like I don't I don't care <laughs> when. <laughs> That's right. You you did let me win, didn't you? Kind kind uh, of, <laughs> I guess. You you could have stopped me there. Yeah, you could have stopped me. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. So that was. Is there anything else you want to say about Lord of the Rings? I think we've real. I think yeah. we've covered it a lot. If you guys have yet to play it, get the base box, yeah. try it out. Yeah, for sure. It's it's amazing. Yeah, you can and you can play it single player. Yeah, you totally yeah. can. The first time I actually played this game, I played it single player. Mm-hmm. I totally did it wrong. <laughs> so, um, in combat, okay, when you're in combat, one one of the again, it's an intricacy. Mm-hmm. But what you're what you do is you determine 
the the enemies they get to attack first, right? Mm-hmm. And so they do their attacks first. Okay. Well, if you have four characters, okay, and let's say they're all able to attack, if you attack with all four characters on one enemy, each enemy has a defense value, like their shields. Okay. What you're supposed to do is add all add up all of the attacking players' attacking strength. That's attacking a single enemy. Yeah. So four and en- if four heroes or four it's characters, like they're teaming up. Right. If four characters are attacking one enemy and they each have an attack strength of two, let's say mm-hmm. that's eight total attack strength. Mm-hmm. And let's say the enemy has a shield or a defense strength of two. Okay. And they have a health of four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that in essence, that would be a total attacking strength of eight. Okay, minus the two, you take the two away for the defense strength. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's eight minus two is six. So that's six total damage that are going through. Mm-hmm. So that would kill the the enemy. Okay, because mm-hmm. the enemy has four uh, HP. Okay, and so you're dealing two. Excuse me, you're dealing six total. So you're doing two more than what's necessary. So you yes. you defeat the enemy. The way I was doing it was I was resolving each combat individually yeah so i'm like if in that scenario i would have done no damage yeah yeah. because it i was i was viewing i was viewing it as two minus two well no damage gets through from that character (laughs) two minus two four times (laughs) exactly it's exactly what i was doing and i'm like dude this is insane this is dumb (laughs) but then i reread it and i'm like i'm an idiot (laughs) Well, we got to put the two minus two in parentheses just so you don't like times the two by four first. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then right, you have two right, minus eight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally did not do that the right way. Yeah. Um, but again, I was learning it, right? You know, I was learning, uh, learning the game. So, and that's and sometimes that's we just, all start somewhere. Yeah, you all start somewhere. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, is there anything else that you want? Any th- other thoughts that you had about Lord of the Rings? I, I don't believe so, other than it is, it's it's definitely on my top 10. Yes. I'm not sure if I would put, I don't think I'd put it in top five, but maybe if we had four people, oh, it might, it could potentially be top five playing with four people. That could well, be. Have you, you've never played it with four people. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. If we ever play it with four people, the amount of strategy that would then be going into that game could be a lot more okay. crazy. So, all right. And a far more team teamwork, far more teamwork. Oh yeah. 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 Um, you know, what's interesting is again, I, I already brought up team covenant, but mm-hmm. they did, they did a run through, um, with Lord of the Rings from a more recent expansion. This is probably a few years ago mm-hmm. with a couple of the designers. So I think they did, they actually did a five. They might have done a four-player game. Wow. I think they did a four-player game on camera. I'll okay. have to find it and send it to you. <laughs> I was actually watching it the other day that because, really again, fun. I was wanting to learn more and more about the mm-hmm. game. Um, so I'll have to find that again and send it to you. All right. Um, cool. Anytime I find Covenant stuff, I mean, those – I waste <laughs> – I say waste, but it's really not a waste for it's from research. their con- from their content because they they put out really really good content. Yeah. So yeah. plus, I mean, you're learning more things. Yeah, whether it's yeah, which yeah, we, which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. learning it's it's yeah. all good. It's all good. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, before we go, I'm gonna we got another story from Drew. 
Which yeah, one are we doing? From Drew. All right. So we've got another one Is here. Is it an MTG one? We've got another one. All right. So we've got an F&M story. Oh, got an yes, F&M. yes, yes. All right. I haven't even read this one yet. Okay. I've not read this one. Okay. So I think I just saw the title. I was going to say, I, I read it. I saw the title. And I did <laughs> not read it. All right. So here we go. We've got another another story here from Drew. All right. So this is an F&M story. Hey, guys. Here's a time from F&M. I had been getting sick of decks of my own, getting destroyed by everything around me. I was close to taking a nice long break from MTG mm-hmm. when a friend of mine showed me Jank. Where were you when you first heard of Jank? <laughs> the Jank deck, which I had taken on, was in Kaladesh Standard, based on artifacts. What this deck did was it discounted artifact cards, bounced them back to hand with Paradoxical Outcome, a card that bounced any number of artifacts back to hand and then allowed me to draw that many cards to allow me to recast them. I would then use Aetherflux Reservoir to gain a ton of life after storming with artifacts and then pay 50 life to deal 50 damage. On one of the second or third FNMs I had used this deck in a row, I had found an opponent who was new to the game at the time. I had finally found a deck that told me what my playstyle was in MTG, which would be is it colored playstyles? So an is it deck, okay? Which is red and red blue. Red and blue, yep. This new player to the game during Kaladesh Standard would be playing a control deck, which I mean, why not? Of course. I unfortunately had a hand that would storm off and allow my combo to work. Yeah, you say unfortunately there, Drew. I mean, come on. Come on. Unfortunately Unfortunately for for your opponent. (laughs) I tend to forget Blue has player interactions on my turn, (laughs) aka counterspells. How do you forget that? This yeah, this this being a thing, when I get heavily involved with my combos, I get excited and start storming my cards very fast and yeah, start resolving my abilities without asking if there's a response. Yeah. I'm, I'm very like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well slow, <laughs> slow down because I might have some responses here. Yeah, I have 12 <laughs> open blue mana. Yeah. <laughs> While doing this, I have an opponent who is mm-hmm. new to magic that at the end of the game, after I had stormed off with several artifacts, bouncing them again and playing them again and repeating until I had over a hundred life and wow. used the reservoir to execute my opponent. All he could say to that was there were too many spells being cast to know which <laughs> spell to counter. That's a feels bad for the opponent. <laughs> of course, my opponent was super chill. And even though he was new to the game, he had just about as much fun watching the storm deck wow. pop off as I did casting it. This deck led to many of my favorite moments in MTG. Man. Thanks for reading these. It's fun hearing them on the podcast. Great. I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoy hearing them on, on the podcast. Drew. Keep sending them in, buddy. Um, yeah, that that actually brings up some, some interesting things. I mean, I remember, I remember when I was first playing yeah. and like, I, I went, it, it drew, if you were going off like that, I probably would have just been overwhelmed. <laughs> like I would have been overwhelmed and like, what is this guy doing? Cause I remember when I, when I, when I got into the game, mm-hmm. it was around the same time mm-hmm. with Kaladesh standard. And I remember my opponent, I did play, I played somebody, um, who, you know, who was playing the same deck with Joyra. Yeah. So they're playing with Joyra. I had no clue what was going on, and I'm just like, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was playing. Mono, I understand I was some playing, of these I words. Was, I was playing Mono Red Goblin, so I could do no. Th- I could, couldn't do it. Yeah, he so didn't I'm, have Lightning Bolt. I'm just like, okay, that's cool. 
you're drawing how many you're drawing how many cards now <laughs> oh, what 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 is that joyra what what does that do so anytime i do i get to draw oh okay cool you you have how you have you have how much life you have 75 life okay what are you gonna do with that oh you're dead well, how am i dead see this card since i have that much life i can pay it and then just kill you yeah. oh all yeah. right i i have a <clears throat> goblin chain whirler <laughs> Thanks, Dominaria. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm I I can relate really good to this story. This was not yeah. me because I remember playing against this deck, and yeah. I remember who I played against it with, <laughs> and it was not you, yeah. Drew. But that's okay. Yeah, I seriously, I I was so overwhelmed because I'm like, I have no idea. I was in learning mode. Mm-hmm. I was in learning mode mm-hmm. the first time I played. I was actually playing against one of the top decks in standard at the time. Yeah. I had no, like I lost on turn two. I'm like, what in the world does this, what, what is this <laughs> What deck was he playing? Well, it was, um, you had Heart of Kieran, you had Goblin Chain Whirler, you had Chandra Torch of Defiance. Oh, it was just mono red. You, uh, was it, was it mono? I think it actually was. Yeah. Cause it had the Phoenix. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was mono red. Was it red. mono red? Yeah. 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 It was. I, I, I don't even want to say tempo. I'm like, it was a mid-range list, but it would just destroy you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it destroyed yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so good. It destroyed me. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I had no I it was my That was literally my first time playing mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. First time, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, okay, so me, when I play Magic, or just really normally any any competitive card game where I'm playing against somebody, they play a card. Okay, what does that card do? Yeah. What does that card do? What does that card do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and and me, when I play my cards, because I love playing it, I'm like, okay, Goblin Chain Whirler. Okay, so when Goblin Chain Whirler a- enters ATVs. the battle, yeah, I, I read the whole <laughs> card, and my opponent, bless bless my opponents, bless my opponents during that time. They're like, they're, they're probably thinking to themselves, dude, I know exactly what all of these cards yeah. do. You don't have to be telling me, yeah. but my, my opponents are all good sports, and... <laughs> I thought I was a good sport, even though it got destroyed. But I won once. I won one time, and I had that was enjoyable mm. for new players. I, I love I love having new players play these games, yeah. and then just watching them, right? <laughs> and so, Drew, how you know I kind of got the feeling reading this story that your opponent probably was having a good time. It sounds like they kind of were, like yeah, you know, I mean, seeing if- you kind of have fun with your deck and then yeah. go off and. It's that experience that we're bringing to these mm-hmm. to new players. I, I would definitely say I had fun that day. Was that you? <laughs> no way! Yeah, was. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Was that really it you? Was. I started Kaladesh and I was no playing Texas Control. He, no. Yeah, I had no idea what he was doing. I'm just no. like no. And my friend, so, yeah, so my friend was also like, why didn't you counter those things? I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what I can play. I'm like, if I just, if he's just too fast, do I get to not counter? (laughs) I don't know. Dude, no way. I was playing Magic for like less than a month at this point. Holy cow, we're both crying. Oh, my word. Oh. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, dude, oh. I, I I had no idea that yeah. was you. Yeah, yeah. 
so oh my word. so so all right drew drew messages me and he's like hey um i have i have a story i can send to you guys about uh some beginner getting uh Shellacked. just pwned <laughs> by by this by this artifact yeah, stick yeah, i had yeah. in kaladesh i'm like all right let me read it first because i was just like leave my name out of it that's <laughs> what i told him i'm like leave my name out of it <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan. That was one of my first games where I was like. So we were both. Crickets. We, we have crickets. both. So we've both been on the same side yeah. of this deck. Yeah. <laughs> Joyra was not out at this time. Oh, this, was, this was This was Joyra. Kaladesh. This was Kaladesh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Cal- so this wasn't Dominaria yeah. standard. Yeah, this was as soon so as this- Kaladesh was out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then when Joyra, so when Dominaria came out, then that was just. That was a little over a year later. Wow. So it was well, a year and a saying, half. I'm just saying for the deck. Yeah. It oh, was still my a thing. word. Yeah. <laughs> so, jo- so, so Joyra has the, abil- has the ability wh- yeah. where whenever you cast a historic card, which artifacts are historic, mm-hmm. you get to draw a card. Mm-hmm. So on a deck that is all artifacts. It's. Play you em. cast a bunch of artifacts and you draw more yeah. cards. And then the and paradoxal you... outcome as well. On top of that, yeah. to bounce the thing, draw cards, replay yeah. them again. Yep. Yeah, so many of those cards came out in Kaladesh. And it was just wow. like, all right, yeah, this is fine. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a perfect place to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, Jim? All right. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jim Morgan, H-N-H. And you can find me on Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell and on Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell. And you can find Hobbies and Happiness on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You can find us on pretty much every social media yeah. channel and platform. And with that, I think that was an awesome episode, Jim. <laughs> That was awesome. I hope we have more stories like that just totally come out of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for being here, and we'll catch everybody in the next episode. It was a blast. All right. See you, everybody.